yo, 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 check this out. This is Fresh Kid out the China, man. Get the two live crew. Yo, yo, what's up, y'all? It's me, DMC. What's up, y'all? This is the Floyd Master B. Yo, check us out. Chuck the public enemy. Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DLC. This is Jerry Heller, motherfuckers. Boy, DJ Paul K. Oil, 361. Young Dizzy Ball. Vice One. Yo, this is DJ Ready Brand. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross. You listen to me on the Murder Master Music Show. What's up now, motherfucker? This is the show that shows the limits. Broadcast nothing but the real. Interviews with legendary artists. Still got love for the underground field. Rappers with records revealed. They're the shit and rappers are coming up. Get a put on. Wicked to the platform to fight the beast. This show that you need to be on. Get a QTS for life on the screen and follow up with it. Richmond, man. He said, Chili Powder and all them are homies. You know what I mean? 
You came up. Uh, uh, you came up with a lot of them guys, didn't you? Yeah, Little Rick, Chili Powder, man, everybody from Richmond. We all definitely knew each other. You know what I mean? Definitely. Uh, uh, especially, uh, it, it was odd too because a lot of some of them cats I didn't know until Peace came from New Orleans to Richmond, and then you know they everybody just gravitated towards Pete. And then we all started to get to know, get to know each other, you know. So, and, uh, so when Pete that's came to Richmond, that was later on. Like you guys, uh, but you, but you you knew them guys before. I mean, you didn't know them guys until Pete introduced you. I never knew them cats, man. I never saw wow. them. Never knew who they were or anything until Master P came about. I I didn't even know. I heard about Little Rick because um my my grandmother. Uh, uh, lived in North Richmond, and I think he was in between Central and North a lot in uh, P P Seven, and so that's how I kind of knew about Little Rick. Outside of that, like Chili Powder and all them cats, I didn't know who they were, because I lived on the South Side. You know what I'm saying? They, they uh, uh, you know, they thought that we were a little boozy a little bit on on the South Side, so I didn't. But I did. I did spend a lot of time in North Richmond because, again, my grandmother was there, and my grandfather had a pool hall, and I would know a lot of different uh, people from that, uh, you know, from that area. And uh, but again, man, until Pete came, only person I knew was Big Ed because he grew up on the South Side with me. Now, me and Ed, Big Ed, grew up together. Oh, so you knew Big Ed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what, 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 what was, was Big Ed, Ed like um, growing up? Oh man, he was such a humble, wonderful guy. Um, very athletic. He played basketball. That's that was the cohesiveness between Pete and Big Ed because they both played basketball, and it just so happened Pete was just like, "Man, Ed, come on, man, why don't you come rap?" And he was like, "All right, man, you know, I ain't got nothing else to do." So he was like, "Yeah." So Pete put him on rapid, you know, and then so how I met Master Pete, um, it was a very popular barbershop in Richmond, California called Mark's Barbershop, and my homeboy, Rodney Brown, Alamo, worked there. And um, and uh, he had this picture of Master Pete on his, on his mantle, and I'm like, yo, man, uh, who, are these, who is these basketball players with gold teeth? And everybody started laughing. They was like, no, no, they rap. That's Master Pete. And about five minutes later, he had, he walked in, and he had C Murder, he had Silk, he had uh, Moby Dick, he had uh, Sir Servon, he had a uh, he had a whole host. He had, of course, Big Ed was in tow. You know, they all was together. He had a whole crew with him, and uh, P was hilarious, man. Like people don't know, he can actually be a comedian. He's very very funny, and so is C Murder. They both are extremely extremely uh. Uh, charismatic and, and, and comical. And uh, Pete was talking about the barbers, talking about them, y'all ain't got no uh, barber's license, y'all got fishing license. <laughs> so he had everybody rolling. And so he, then he got real serious because he looked at me and said, hey, man. And then he came, sat by me, he said, don't you sing? And I was like, yeah. He said, yeah, I saw you singing the other day at the uh, the Black Family Day in Sacramento. And he said, man, y'all tore it up, man. Like, man. He said, so if ever you make it, will you help me? And if I make it, I'll help you. Man, look, I was broken in glass on the concrete. I was like, yeah, man, I'll help you. Yeah. So 
I kept seeing him around, right? I kept seeing him around. He would be by my homeboy Eric's house. He'd be by uh, Sonya C. lived literally right across this, uh, um, the same apartment complex as my boy Eric's uh, girlfriend. So I would hang out with Eric, and I would see P over there. So I would see P. As soon as I get off work, I would see P immediately just be in his, you know, we would be around each other, you know, because we were around the same, just about the same people. And um, so all of a sudden he gets this 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 deal, and he blows up. Uh, uh, E40's uncle St. Charles gave P the game on how to really like maximize and uh, making the uh, the record business lucrative for him. So he said, take that back to the south. So P took it back to the south, and he added steroids to it. Y'all hear me? P blew up. Um, then the, uh, the record company came, gave P about two hundred fifty thousand. P took all that money, shoved it back into the company. Six months later, Master P had a check for sixty million dollars and never looked back. Amazing, amazing. You were part of that roster, you know that that roster that yeah. sold ended up selling seven hundred something million records. But what I find yeah. ironic about it is you knew Pete before, you know, Sons of Funk even even was even a, a thought on the label. Um, yeah. You know, he kept yeah. he kept his word to you then. He said he would come back yeah, if he man. made it. How much did that mean yeah, to you? He, um, uh, man, like, he was so real about it. So what happened was we was on a hunt for another record deal. And so... Uh, long story, man. It's a whole nother story I would have to tell y'all about. But when I got to L.A., um, we got the Priority Records, and we were sitting there because the people at Priority had already turned us down. They were like, uh, we, you know, it was pushing aside you. They heard. They were like, we think it's a hit. We don't know, you know. So we were sitting outside, like, glum. So here come Pete. Like, the dude had a big rainbow over him, man, like a, just a halo of, Oh my God! Oh, it's about to be on now, right? And so um, he said, "I said, P, what's happening?" He said, "Man, you still singing?" I was like, "Yeah, you still rapping?" He was like, "Yeah, man." So, um, but at this time though, we still didn't know how big P was. We didn't know he was like the Michael Jackson of the South at all. We didn't. I just knew my homeboy got a record deal, and that was it. I didn't know that he was a multimillionaire. He was selling records like uh, like hotcakes, you know. So uh, I said, man, well, you know, we need a deal. He was like, come on, man. He said, I know you. I know you got a hit record, so let's go on upstairs. So we uh, we whipped out. Um, so so we were on the elevator. He said, I said, he said, man, I'm gonna tell you what. If if that song you got is a hit, I'm a um, I'm gonna make y'all one of the biggest biggest uh, R&B groups out. And uh, I said. Hey man, you you think we can be bigger than Jodeci? <laughs> he started laughing. He said, "Yeah, I think I got a little more money than Jodeci, right?" So uh, we get upstairs and we put on "Pushing Inside You." Two seconds into the song, he said, "Man, whip out the contract, sign these boys. It's on and popping." Next thing you know, man, we was in Baton Rouge and we was uh, uh we had flew to Baton Rouge and we was kind of kicking around. The next thing you know, I mean, all this happened like real quick. Next thing you know, we hopping on another a plane. We go to Houston. We go into the gallery to get Versace suits. I don't know if y'all remember them yellow uh, Versace suits that got on the first album. Man, we bought them. Man, and it was it was like 
man, five thousand dollars a piece. Now imagine now I'm not making that kind of money at all. Like and I'm like, what the hell? Next thing I know, I see all this mass mob of people coming through the, the galleria. The police came and they pushed everybody out. And I'm like, P, like, who are you, bro? Like, are you, like, Michael Jackson or something? He started laughing. He said, yeah, man, I just sold a few records. And so um, next thing you know, we buying these suits and we buying uh, Versace glasses. And, and he was like, yeah. No, Boz told me, he said, yeah, and you ain't got to take this back like Puffy make his people take everything back. Y'all can keep this. And I'm like, what? Like, whoa. Like, man, he was spending thousands and thousands immediately, right? Then we went over to Pen and Pixel. We took our picture. So I'm still amazed. So I called my cousin Tracy in, uh, in Texas. We about to sign this deal. We signed this deal with Master P with no limit. He was like, bruh, you didn't hear Lotto. I'm like, what? He was like, man, my, he's like Michael Jackson. He the rapping Michael Jackson of the South. I'm like, bro, you got to be kidding. He was like, man, P is a multi, multi-millionaire. I'm like, what? So, yeah, man. So then that's what happened. And the next thing you know, we gave him pushing aside you. Three weeks later, he had sold 4 million copies. He flew all of us to, to the Bahamas. He gave us our tanks. Um, he gave us our plaques. And he was like, man, uh, it's, it's only going to be super success after this. And that's what happened, man. That's insane. And, and the crazy thing is, you know, he started out in Richmond. And, um, yeah. you know what I'm saying, uh, you guys came on board. Because you dropped, what, in uh, 97, right? 97. At the end of 97, we dropped Pushing yeah. Inside You. Yeah. And, man, it, it was just like I've been on a whirlwind of just, just, just my life. has just been wonderful ever since then. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't bad before, you know, I was living a basic, you know, middle-class life, but I'm talking, uh, once we, uh, actually after we put out our album and I got the hookup, I bought my first home in Beverly Hills and I'm telling you every day was Saturday. Like my biggest worry was where was I going to eat at? That, that was the yeah. best thing I was tripping on. Like where was it? Where am I going to go eat? You know? When I moved first moved to LA, and I met some some wonderful wonderful people, man. I remember uh, y'all. You want to hear a crazy story though? When I moved out there, so me and Pete was in the studio uh, on La Brea. Um, I think it was same 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 studio Michael Jackson recorded Thriller in, and we were sitting there with LL Cool J, and um, me and L was just laughing and talking and stuff, and, uh, and uh, I was reminding him of who you. He, I met him like a year or two, maybe like three years prior, and he was like, "Yeah, I remember you, whatever, whatever." So, man, about like, um, about like fifteen minutes later, this 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 dude walks in with this with this table, and he had this white robe on, uh, this white like doctor's thing on, whatever, and it, and he said, "Mr. Smith, are you ready for your massage?" And I looked at P like, man, "What part of the game is this?" So, so he said, "Yeah," so. L kind of unbuckled his pants a little bit and got on the table. And next thing you know, the man putting oil on him and, and, and L going, oh, oh, oh. I'm like looking at Pete, Pete shugging his shoulders, going, I guess that's how they get out in, in, in Hollywood. So we flapped it off. Who was that you know. he was rubbing oil on? 
he was rubbing on oil on LL Cool J. <laughs> this oh, ain't man. That I heard. This is something I saw myself. <laughs> like I, I thought, now I'm like, okay, this is we on some other we on some other shit now. This, this is different. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of. Um, I mean, you wouldn't think the guy that that sang uh, "I'm Bad" and uh, "Mama Said Knock I'm You bad. Out" would be go ooh yeah. ah when another dude's rubbing oil on him. But you saw that in the flesh. Uh, pardon the pun. Right. <laughs> it ain't nothing somebody told me. I saw it myself. It was no, and I looked at Pete, and he looked at me like, and he shrugged, was shrugging the shoulder. I guess that's how they do it in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. It was some, and we've seen so much more wild stuff than that, man. Like, one day I'm going to have to sit down and tell you, kind of like, uh, uh, you know, off the uh, record, what I saw. I, like, some stuff I saw myself. Yeah, stuff that... Stuff that you're not sure you're able to discuss. I get you. Uh, yeah, no, and, no. The stuff I see, you know, yeah, um, I, you know, I <laughs> only if Ice T had that ammunition back in 1989, 90, when him and LL were going back and forth, you know, he could have really used that to his advantage. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he would have been rolling. And also, remember, uh, uh, Wow Wow West. What was his name? Uh, 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 he used to go at him with Kumo D. Kumo D, yeah. Oh, Kumo D, do it, saw that. Oh, he would have drove him. <laughs> yeah, Kumo D would have got him. MC Shan, <laughs> they all would have got him. Well, that no, they hear this. Go at him now, man. We might revive something here. Uh, yeah. you better be careful. But, uh, but yeah, yeah man, that. It's it's a weird vibe in Hollywood. Uh, we, we interviewed Russell Simmons's uh, nephew, um, uh, Jamal Simmons. He was in the group uh, Flatliners in the mid '90s. He came out a few okay. years before you on Def Jam, and, and he said he's seen like occult rituals and things like that take place over there. So you know, it's yeah, a lot man. of weird. I, I stuff. Think, yeah, it, it, what they saying is true, and, and like like I say. Um, one day, if you call me, I could tell you what I literally saw myself, and it was literally some coat, and it was a ritual, and I had, I was invited to the party, but I told them, y'all tripping. I say, I fool with a multi-millionaire, and he from the street. We don't get down like this. So I immediately left, jumped in my bins, and, and went home. Yeah. Yeah. I, saw I don't, some, I don't blame some, you. Yeah. And it was... I don't know about Illuminati, but if, if there was an Illuminati, that was it. Yeah, I was there at the party, and they was ready to induct me into their little crew. Uh, and it was some high, high-profile people that I, 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 like I say, I can't mention who it is now. But trust me, it, it was some weird, wild mess going on. And I'm like, bro, I ain't know you get down like that. Yeah. 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 Well, you hear that a lot. You know, um, not to cut you off. Uh, you know, MC Shan, he was gonna, he was gonna do the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. It was gonna be called something else, but he said the producer, uh, Benny Medina, I believe, was was you know uh, wanting to do some weird stuff, and and he had to you know get out of there. A few other people uh, mm-hmm. uh, said some things similar too. It's uh, it's weird how that goes on in there. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, man. Um, yeah, it's and it, and trust me, it's another person that's very, very, very high profile that I heard. And this person, this came from a legitimate source. That it was a true ritual that they do, and I'm like, whoa, yeah. So a lot of that stuff y'all hear is, is kind of true. You know what I mean? You know. Did that creep Master P out? Like, was he like, whoa, what the hell is this shit? Nah, man, we were so thugged out. You, but, but I wish they would, man. No, we, we no, we didn't get out like that. Um, P was like very, very, you know, like, you know, he's a man. You know what I mean? And he's the alpha, complete alpha. He with no, nah, he's like, I got my own money. I don't need to get out like that. You know, if I can't get it the right way. I sure ain't getting it that way. That's one yeah. thing you ain't finna get P into doing. No, sir. I respect that, man. Holding it around, man. That's, uh, well, you know, DJ Ready Red um, and Raheem of the Furious Five, DJ Ready Red of the Ghetto Boys, they were both on at the same time, and they told us they were at a hip-hop meeting, uh, that secret meeting that they were talking about in the early 90s. I think it was 1990. That shit is real, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. It's real, man. It's real. It's real. Now, let me ask you. Are you now you are you the morning dog that's had a magazine that used to come out in the Bay Area? Yeah, well Murder Dog I wrote for Murder Dog for fifteen years, um, of the twenty that they were a publication. Um wow. the one that ran it was Black Dog. He was from Sri Lanka. Um Really now he he ran it out of Vallejo from two or from nineteen ninety three to two thousand thirteen. So it had a twenty year run. Um, wow, yes indeed Well let me tell you this man I found out all about cash money Because of Murder Dog I was sitting there and I, we had just signed with No Limit And I'm looking like You know because I'm from California So I really don't know a lot of these At the time didn't know a lot of the uh, you know Crews that was coming up Through uh, the South and New Orleans especially And then uh, I found out All about No Limit I mean not No Limit but Cash Money and um, a bunch of little innuendo, like, things going on, like, you know, back and forth. But, uh, yeah, I was like, so I always subscribe to uh, uh, read uh, Murder Dog. And I thought it was it was really street. It was very, very informative. And it was, like, straight out the horse's mouth, you know, most most times, you know. So I, I was a pleasure for that. Well, thank you, man. Uh, we, we um, you know, we, our goal was to turn people on to the music that was getting overlooked, but also um, yeah. pull no punches. Like if we go interview somebody, it's going to be right in the hood. You know, we're not going to, you know, yeah. meet them at a <laughs> hotel so. somewhere. And, you know, it's going to be right. a real deal. And, uh, right. you know, it's, right. a blessing. it's a blessing to be able to have that type of platform. Um, and that's yeah. what we do here, man, you know. Uh, that's what it's all about. But you said your son, uh, you and your son got a song. Uh, we're going to yeah. go to a break here in a minute. Tell me the name of the song. I'm going to try to see if I can get it real quick so we can play it later it's on. Called, it's called Stupid featuring No Say the Plug. Uh, if you, um, you can go on YouTube and you can pull it right up. Sons of Funk Stupid uh, featuring No Say the Plug. Sons of Funk. Okay, Amen. Stupid. All right, cool. Amen. Um, yeah, I, uh, let's see. And it's what is this? really good. Well, we just had a we just had a uh, world premiere, huh? 
Is this is this the one that's called uh, Sons of Funk Entanglement Stupid? Okay, that's the first one. But if you put in featuring No Say uh, N O S A Y all together, the plug, that's the one with a video that's really like ex- exploding. Okay, I see. I see the video right here. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah, the 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 remix. Okay, I'm gonna okay. I'm gonna grab that. Oh, you know what? I, I forgot. My son is on the phone. <laughs> hey, how you doing? Questions. Hey, what's going on with you, brother? I'm cool and without. <laughs> man, well, first and foremost, you know, um, man, what's it like you know, growing up? With a father that's that's been in the music industry, you know, uh, on one of the most successful labels of all time. Uh, I mean, it's a blessing. Yeah. You know, uh, it's a blessing, man. Um, I, I learned a lot from Rico, you know, um, a lot, like watching. Just watching how he carry himself, how he be a man, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's teaching me so much, you know what I'm saying? And uh, it's really a blessing. Well, it, you know, yeah, it, it's a blessing for a father and son to have that type of a bond, you know. Um, but also it's a blessing to be able to work with your father. Uh, what What's that experience like? And do you guys, like, how's the recording process like? Do you learn from him? Does he learn from you? What's it like? Uh, we learn from each other. Yeah. Um, like, uh, he'll write the hooks, and I'll write the verses, and our chemistry is just crazy. Like, he'll come with, like, this old-school type of swag, and me being young, you know what I'm saying, I got the the new-school type thing going on. We mix them things together, and it just... It just pop off to like this R&B rap type type chemistry we having going on. Yeah, and like uh, blend the two worlds, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's uh, uh, Rico. Man, what's that like for you to be able to work with your son, man? Oh man, let me tell you, it's phenomenal. He's so gifted. He's beyond gifted, and he. Sometimes he's so humble with it. I tell him, "Look, baby, you uh, you are you you just as gifted, if not gifted, more than Chris Brown. Like you have you have it, you know. And I and I and I'm not like just juicing you because you my my son or whatever. I'm just telling you because I I we can't waste money. You know what I mean? We, you know, we, either you got it or you don't. And he has it more more abundantly than he can imagine. I'm gonna take him." And I'm kind of like Joe Jackson with him, you know. I'm a little hard on him. I, we drive, we drive, we drive. But he's so gifted, it don't take him long to pick up some stuff. Um, but I, I plan on taking him just like just like uh, Joe did, Michael Jackson, all the way to the stars and beyond. Let me share something what he did the other day. And I told him, okay, so uh, when I was 13 years old, I signed a record deal with Motown. And uh, something he did, how he uh, we were recording this song, and he knew how to he knew to to, to almost speak the part and 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 key, and only a not only only a, a person that was seasoned I mean completely seasoned would know how to do what he did, and I learned that trick from the from like 
this lady who uh who who used to be an engineer for Motown and she recorded uh Smokey Robinson of the Temptations. She recorded all the greats and she I saw when they did that for me. I actually forgot about that little trick and he just innately did it. And I'm like, How the hell did you know how to do that? He was like, I don't know, Pa I just heard it in my head and I just I was like, Boy, you you've been here before. You've been here long before. <laughs> Dude, you know, cause fun, man. Nobody Dude, knows. Yeah. <laughs> Hey. Yeah. Can you hear? You know. Yeah, I was just saying, uh, musically inclined, it's in the DNA. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it is. Most definitely. Well, let's get let's go to a break real quick. I got the song "Stupid." You know, what I'm saying we're gonna yeah. play it, and then we're gonna come back. Uh, the homie Sin from France, the one that set up everything tonight, he's got some questions for you guys as well. Um, but for this sure. is stupid. We'll be right back. Don't go nowhere. It's so 
And so, you know, uh, it's like everything. People really live that, go through that in life, you know what I mean? And um, it just got on um, major rotation in one, oh, uh, was it 105.9 uh, rhythm in Sacramento, major rotation. And we're about to do a, 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 a morning interview. And then it's going to be on KMEL very shortly. And then the, the wow. uh, San Jose station. Man, we finna, we, yeah, it's finna go, man. We 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 going and popping. Man, congratulations! And who better to do it with than your your son, your father? I mean, it's just a, um, you know, what I'm saying the best way to be, because you know he's in yeah. good hands if he's rocking with you and vice versa. You oh know? yeah, 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 yeah. He ain't got nothing to worry about. I got his back, his front, his everything. We about to make these millions again. You heard me? I'm. <laughs> Are you doing it? Yes, indeed. That's, that's man. Congratulations to both of you guys. Um, I want to uh, definitely bring on the homie Sin from France. I know he's got some questions for you. Um, Brother okay, Sin, you there? Yes, yes, sir. Hi, Scott. Uh, hi, Rico. Legendary. Yes, it's a nice to have you on the show. <laughs> Thank yes, you, sir. man. It's a pleasure being here. Yeah, pleasure to meet um, you grew up in uh, in Richmond, Richtown. How it was to to grow up in the in the nineties, and uh, do your brother your first life stage uh, maybe in Richmond uh, as a, as a singer. Man, it, it was wonderful. Um, I equate uh, Baton Rouge, where I live now, is how my, uh, Richmond used to be. It was like really cohesive. It was wonderful people. You know, we had um, a talent show called the Richmond Talent Show where the best of the best, Tony, Tony, Tony was there, in Vogue would come. I mean, everybody, before they blew up, had to, you had to come do the Richmond Talent Show. And if you was good, the people was going to let you know. But if you was bad, oh, it was worse than uh, Apollo. They was going to be throwing uh, the cups at you, ice. Man, boo, get off the stage. Oh, it was hard. It was going to be rough on you. But if you was good, oh man, it it was it was wonderful. And uh I remember we uh we took the whole uh show. Um uh, we had rehearsed for like fourteen hours a day for like two weeks just to prepare for the show. Uh and when we got on, we uh we were kind of doing like the like some new I mean not new edition, but Mike the Jackson's um uh music or whatever and we tore it up. Next thing you know, man, um we had won. The next one they didn't even they just said, "Look, we don't even need y- y'all. Don't even need to um, audition. We just gonna pay y'all to show up and perform." And um, and that's when we knew we definitely had it. Shortly after that, maybe two. I could deal with um, with Motown Records, so we knew we had something. And my very first record I ever recorded uh, was in Berkeley, California, uh, and it was a Friday. Saturday morning, I saw this guy playing the guitar, and I let him hear the, uh, um, um, he was playing the guitar across the street from my house in a park, and I let him hear my song, and about an hour later, Anna Gay Gordy, which is Marvin Gaye's wife and uh, Mary Gordy's sister, called me, and the next weekend, we was in Motown. I mean, my whole life has just been like, I've been like Forrest Gump. i just been meeting the right people, getting in the right situations, and Man, it's been wonderful ever since, you know. 
And and I, I attribute all that to Richmond because that's where it all started, you know. And uh, it was a lot of people. It was a lot of lot of great people came from Richmond. I have a buddy named um, Salim Akil. His really name his real name is uh, Willie White. However, if you guys remember the show uh, uh, Girlfriend and the Game, he produced that. Um, you had OG Bobby Johnson. Uh, he was from Richmond. We all grew up together. Um, there's a whole host of just matter of fact. I think the drummer for uh, oh, what's the girl? She's on uh, The Voice. She's uh, dates um, what's the girl that dates uh, the uh, uh, Blake uh, Blake Sheldon's girlfriend? I think her her drummer um, was Stefania, I think, right? He, the one from No Doubt. What's her name? Yeah, 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 yeah. Stefani. Her drummer is from Richmond. Okay. Yeah, and then, uh, then you know Green Day. Green Day, they they basically are from Richmond. They was like, uh, what is it called? Okay. Uh, it's like uh, it was like uh, Sugar Town, like what what uh, CNA Sugar was. But basically, Green Day is from Richmond too. Believe it or not. Yeah, and Tony Tony Tony, I have a huge impact maybe on your on your music because of the of the of the, of the song. It's like a uh, like a Bobby Womack or Willie Hutch uh, type of music. Yeah. Uh, who who you got inspired by music in, in soul music? Uh, we were truly inspired, man, by like um, like again Michael Jackson, Prince, definitely Prince, um, definitely Earth, Wind and Fire, Isley Brothers. You know, um, we were completely inspired by them. You know, and um, and then I like all the music that we do now. I take all that that I know and uh, and my writing skills and I add it to the new style. And again, like my son, what he does, like I come with the strong, very strong hooks, you know what I mean? Memorable hooks. And then he puts the young swag on it. And now we have a hybrid music. We don't even know the name of it, but we definitely know it's different than everybody else's, but people are loving it. Yeah. Yeah, groups like uh, Blue Magic and uh, Isla Brothers have uh, a lot of impact on, on singers. I think about others like uh, uh, Mississippi, you know, the singer Mississippi or Johnny P. Uh, yeah. It was dope singers too at the same time as yours. Yeah. Wow, yeah, I didn't know you guys knew Mississippi. <laughs> How is that guy? <laughs> she both. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, he's a cool dude, man. I, I remember meeting him from from the back. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Well, uh, and by the by the way, talking about Richmond, uh, uh, Richtown have a huge impact on the Bay Area. The song of Master P. Too. Yeah, yeah, most definitely, man. Master P put Richmond on the map completely. Yes, sir. However, there was, like I said, there was a oh, was a plethora of wonderful um, artists. Like uh, the guy who produced Too Short, he was from Richmond. Um, um, uh, man, I get the list can go on. You know what I mean? These people who who are literally from Richmond, California, that uh, that are like extremely big, you know, in the music industry or the uh, the, uh, the acting field, you know. So yeah, we um, it was a melting pot, man. And again, um, <clears throat> my cousin Ethan Gregory. Um, was Tupac's manager, 
And I don't know if you guys seen the movie when you talk about the guy Tron. That's my that's actually my cousin. So uh, Pete, I mean, uh, uh, Tupac would be in Richmond all the time with my other cousin um, that were uh, producing for uh, Digital Underground, uh, Ramon Gooden, and uh, and, uh, and and Big Money O. Big Money O is my cousin, and they were always uh, with with Tupac. And then again, Tupac and my older brother was best friends when they lived in uh in um, um Marin. So all all of us would be together, you know what I mean? So it'd so be you, us, Tony, Tony, Tupac? Tony. Like you would hang out yeah, with you met Tupac at the time? Huh? You met Tupac at time, so in Richmond sometimes. Did I meet Tupac? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. He was, I, like I know Tupac. My and like again, my brother and Tupac was was buddies, buddies. Like my brother lived upstairs and Tupac lived downstairs. I don't know if y'all seen the movie, but that part when he was in the uh, and he saw his mom and he came back or whatever, that was in the red. And my brother lived upstairs and Tupac lived downstairs. So yeah, I would see him all the time. And then where we where we were rehearsed in Oakland by the lake. Uh, at my cousin Dad's house, who was, a, who was a, another original member of Sons of Funk, uh, uh, was his money B lived right across the street. So I would see Tupac, I would see Money B, I would see uh, Shock Z. He was, I like to say, we always around. All these people, were, we were always around each other. We were always trying to make it, you know. And then we would always share uh, ideas with each other and uh, our. Uh, you know, loan me your keyboard to get this sound or whatever. And, uh, yeah, it was easy like that, man. And we were always going to um, Blind Joe's, this guy named Blind Joe's Studio in Oakland on uh, Leisure Field. And th- and that's where you can see, um, you know, Tony's or you can see, uh, um, oh, what's his name, man? Uh, uh, what's his older school, old uh He's really popular. Um, I'm gonna think of his name in a minute. Um, anyway, he was he was always there. Um, okay. Frankie Beverly. Frankie Beverly would be at the studio okay. all the time. Yeah. So all what of us was young, involved, uh, all each other. Huh? Did you know he was talented at that time? I mean, like, uh, um, could you see that he was going to be going places? Who was that? Tupac. Oh hell yeah, man! You could tell he was so charismatic, man. That what what you see is really him. He was he was he was he was a very fair. I remember. Oh man, let me tell you the story he told me. Um, okay, so we was by the lake, and he told me he said, "Reek, you know the music business. I know you know it like the back of your hand. However, I need you to be smart enough sometimes." Not to uh, mess yourself up in a deal trying to get all your publishing, because you got to remember this record company is going to put a large amount of money into you, and they got to see some of their money back. So yeah, you want some of your publishing <clears throat> when you're first starting out, but allow them to get some too, so you won't mess up your deal. Because sometimes some people are too smart for their own good, and then they mess themselves up. Because you know, it's like people putting out, and this is what he told me, and it worked out for me, man. Matter of fact. I used the same principle when I when we did the deal with Master P. And that was because some Tupac had told me. Okay, right. Wow. Yep. And, and P, Tupac was always down with the bay 
always done with uh, E40, with uh, the Spice One, Cibo, all them. Um, he he, he yeah. was the one who represented the Bay, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was the man of the Bay. You know what I'm saying? Again, he was, but he was extremely humble, man. You know, so, he, he props was, he to was, the Bay. Yeah. Huh? He gives a props to the bay, in fact. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All day. Well, All what? day. Yeah. He, I mean, he got he got to start from the bay. Every you know the, the shock G is straight up from the bay. They, all these guys put uh, 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 Tupac on, and all these guys gave Master P the game on how to be successful. You know. Exactly. And it all came yeah. from the bay. It all came from the bay. Yeah. Talking about Tony Tony Tony, you you got a cover like a psychedelic, like a P-Funk cover. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it was by Benedict. So how it came to to the idea of the of the cover with Sean Brock? Uh, of the stupid cover. Okay, about funk. Okay, oh, about uh, funk. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. oh yeah. So so yeah, like Tony 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 man, um, uh, Dwayne. Dwayne Wiggins and uh, Elijah Baker, Antron, and uh, it was another member of their group. Um, they were initially our backup band. Or I was I was in this other uh, group called Destiny, and uh, Dwayne Wiggins taught me a lot of things too. You know, a lot of uh, licks on the guitar because I played the guitar. He showed me. Um, he always said, Rico, make sure that when you're writing a song, that you have the melody playing along in that song at all times because so so you can make it memorable you know and um so yeah they they taught me a lot man and they were very nice we had the same manager uh his name was um john green and um and uh carlos stanfield we so we all had the same manager and uh man like i remember one time me and me and ray was in la and we was trying to do this deal with um with uh, a&m records and we were so broke, man. I think I had about five dollars. I went to the gas station. I bought me and Ray a hot dog and a, a chip and a, and a soda, and we both shared it. And we was like, one day we ain't gonna have to live like this. We gonna be rich, and it actually happened for both of us. Thank God, you know. So yeah, there was some wonderful, talented, talented guys, man. They went on to play, um, you know, with, with Prince. Then I have another buddy, man, who was my mentor. His name was Nico Weaver, who played for years with Prince. And then there's another guy named uh, Levi Caesar, who is from Richmond too, who played with Prince. Yeah, he was like heavily playing with Prince. I mean, there's so many dope people from Richmond, man. Like, and it just, and y'all just think know about the very minuscule amount. There's some cats from Richmond, man. There's a dude, man, from Richmond who is literally, uh, um, um, he's um, what's the most famous guitar player? Uh, well, man, um, uh, Ken, uh, uh, what's his name? He's very, very, uh, he died, he died, he died in Europe. Um, what's his name? <laughs> what's his name? What'd you say? I don't know. I scared you. <laughs> oh, anyway, anyway is it like, is it like, you got people like that, man, you know, this, like yeah, super, super I mean, far more talented than y'all can even imagine. Like that, and Prince, believe it or not, used to come to the Bay Area, come to Richmond to get a lot of his musicians, man, because 
we were so, so into the funk and so dope that he was like, I can't believe how funky y'all are. And we just, this is how we are. And it, we started out young being that good. We watched the older cats and they teach us and then it was on and popping. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why Game of Funk, look at uh, uh, Pen and Pixel graphics, but at the same time, it's it's looked at as a, a P-Funk cover. You know, right, <laughs> right, right. right. And that's where it game of funk, man. Cause Richmond yeah. in the Bay Area, we was known for the funk. You know what I mean? Yeah. Known for it. And so. how it was to work with the, how it was to work with the Bed by the Pound, uh, talking about KLT, We were uh, initially because Sons of Funk, we are producers. You know, we are we producers yeah. as well. So. We were part of Beats by the Pound because we produced, um, uh, you know, everybody on the tank just as well. And what happened is we did so much music that a lot of stuff we didn't even put our name on. We was just turning in music and they was because we was dropping albums every Tuesday. So we didn't even have time to really trip. We just like, here you go, here you go, here you go. Everybody get on this person's album. I mean, it was like a it was like a meal, man. You know what I mean? a fine uh, oil machine that was just pumping out, pumping out music. And, and that's how it was. So we, you know, we would fly from, um, from Los Angeles down to Baton Rouge. And now we would be here for like a week or two because, you know, putting out everybody's album because it was coming out every Tuesday and every Tuesday, believe it or not, Master P was making $6 million every Tuesday. That's something he ain't telling y'all either. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, uh, he was killing the game. Yeah, you, you put us up for Six of Shocker, Made Man, and Moby Dick, Gangsta Harmony, right? Yes. Next prediction for yeah. the album, too? Yeah. Yeah. I, we pro, we pro, uh, produced on Made Man. We produced on Ghetto D. I mean, everybody. Mm-hmm. I, me- I remember, okay, Fiend, right? Remember, um, he had, uh, what was his song? He uh, um, Feel My Pain. Uh, me and Josh came up with that with like in five minutes. I had an idea because I, I heard his album. I said, man, Fiend, you got a cool album. However, you don't have a radio hit. Let me come up with a radio hit for you. I just thought about it. Two minutes, two, between two and five minutes, I came up with Feel My Pain. And he was like, oh, my God, this is a hit. And he put it, he put it out like big time. And it was one of his biggest records. It's crazy because you was nine what, members at first in South of Folk, right? There was five of us initially, and then uh, what happened was, okay. yeah, it was five mm-hmm. of us, and Rick, uh, the the actual guy who really singing the second verse, the pushing aside you, we had, uh, P had gave us $100,000 a piece. He got back to Richmond, California. He got to acting bad, and he was in the worst part in Easter Hill, and he got into it with these dudes, and they murdered him. And uh, it was crazy. It was, it was crazy, man. It was bizarre. And Pia called me and was like, Rick, I thought, you know, I gave you the money. You you were supposed to look out for these dudes. What happened? I was like, P, I couldn't control them. He he thought he was like the, the wild part of Tupac. He really thought he was Tupac. I was like, bro, like, Tupac is gone. You, you calling on death for yourself. And true enough, Soon as he got his money, 
man, he just was bad acting and they 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 murked him, you know. Right there in Richmond. It's horrible. You know, it's horrible. It's happening. Um, it's horrible, Rich. man. Rico, you know, her um, was wonderful. <clears throat> but you can also get caught up in Richmond too, you know, if you're doing the wrong thing. Rico, um I wanna thank you, uh also your son too. Uh what's your name again? Is he still, uh, yeah. yeah, hey, I, I want to give you guys uh, the platform before we get out of here. Um, you know, let everybody know your social media and whatnot, where they can check out your music. Um, and thank you guys both again so much for uh, chopping up with us. I hope we can do it again right. in the future. Most definitely, man. It's our pleasure, man. You guys been around for so long, and, you know, you guys were a staple. In, in 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 the culture, you know what I mean. So yeah, I appreciate this myself. This is like really stellar for me, and I yeah. appreciate it. So go ahead, RJ, tell them where they can check you out. Uh, Instagram RJ Sons of Funk A R J Y Sons of Funk, and you can find me at Rico Sons of Funk, and right there on IG. And you know, you you send us a message, we'll shoot shoot right back at you. You know, yeah. Definitely, definitely. Thank you guys once again. You know, uh, as we get out of here, man, we're gonna, uh, man, we're gonna play your song once again. This is stupid. Oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Right yeah, here, the Murder Man <laughs> show. Make yes, sure you guys indeed. go out and support this. You know what I'm saying? Get this music, and uh, you know we'll be chopping up with you real soon. I ain't so 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 I ain't so